Welcome to the Candid Conversation Show. I'm your host, Marilyn Fontaine, artist and creative coach for women who want success and income with ease. Welcome to the Candid Conversations. This is episode 16. Um, And I am going to talk about how making money is an act of revolution for women of colour. Now, I recently saw a post, it's actually a page of somebody, um, not a woman of colour, who has been, you know, stung by the coaching industry. And um, I've got my notes here because I recorded a podcast and then I just, there were just things I needed to adjust. But anyway, um, so... This woman obviously had been a subject of uh, Coach Charlatan and her, her page is around helping people to not be scammed by the coaching industry and all these charlatans. So let's park that one place because I have seen a lot of people that have reinvented themselves to becoming coaches, and with thousands and millions of f- followers, I'm all for reinvention. Um, but these people are appropriating different spiritual disciplines, making it as their own, regurgitating old stuff. There's nothing new under the sun anyway. But um, and packaging a very interesting program for thousands of pounds and obviously a lot of people are being scammed by these type of people in the industry not every single coach is like that and I don't want to base a a, a, a a podcast on how people are not qualified and they can't do a job and x y and z because even within these charlatans they have helped loads of people they have helped loads of people. Maybe their practices are something else to be considered. But even in a bad experience, this, even in a bad experience, there's something to learn. However, this page was talking about, um, you know, charlatans telling, or you know, coaches saying to people, you know, don't pay your rent, forget about food. And, and you know, the basic... Maslow's basic hierarchy of need, like foregoing all those things to um, join a program um, and, speak, you know, to spend thousands. Again, I would not advocate that in my coaching business for somebody not to be able to have food or shelter. But I know cases where people have run from situations and they have used their, you know, their rent money to pay for something which has changed their lives. I would never advocate it. Um, I think I've done that in the past where I've desperately needed a change because emotionally, if I didn't have this change, if I didn't go in this workshop, I don't know how I would have got through that period in my life. So... 
you know, I, I really feel that we cannot get into people's heads about where they spend their money. Um, but as a black woman, I've spent thousands on coaching um, and therapy. Because as a black woman, I came into this world in trauma. Forget about family trauma. But just by being black or of colour, as some people prefer to be called, I came into a world of trauma. You know, I've been fighting all my life, to a degree, to be seen, to be considered, to be treated fairly. My thoughts now are much different about my fight. But for 50-odd years... It's been a bit of a fight. And when I was 20, I knew that it was because of systemic racism was one of the main problems. And I'm not talking about in terms of being a victim, in terms of the the mental effects that it has on people of colour, where we have to constantly decondition Um, the mind that has been created in a traumatic situation and a traumatic system. And so, you know, know, as a black woman coming into a, a world where my race is seen as insignificant, making money is an act of revolution. It is an act of revolution. Because when people have their own agency, they're able to control the outcome of their lives. And the way we do that is to be able to afford a life that enables us to make choices. Okay? We don't want to keep being in a a life where every day is an emotional and spiritual battle. You know, so, and if that means I have to spend thousands getting my mind right, I would do that every day, every day, any day. You know, you can be hoodwinked, you can be conned within this industry, this coaching industry, as you would any other industry. And I've seen people, um, you know, that, that basically take the piss. But when I look at those so-called charlatans programs, I don't see much people of colour in them. And they are upholding a patriarchal white supremacist belief of, you know, ideology that you can become greater. And they do not consider the effects of patriarchy and racism on the general public. So you can't just think... Law of attraction, think your way out of a situation really quickly. You have to decondition your mind that has been created from a racist society. And this is not a racist anti-white rant. This is talking about facts. As a black woman that's been on both sides, this is how we get to have agency. And so, you know... I remember being in the fashion industry and going for a job. Um, 
and realizing, okay, you know, I how racist some of the fashion industry was. And here's an example. Back in the 80s and 90s, you'd have to apply for a job via Girl About Town, Draper's Record, which was a fashion industry um, um, publication, or Miss London, and so other standards. So you would ring up, my name is French, and then the minute I... You know, they'll be fine on the phone. The minute I would go for the job, I would see the changes in these these employees, employers' faces when they realised I was a black woman, young black girl, around, you know, early 20s. And so it was only Hobbs Fashion Company that was that embraced me. And, and one other company, but I didn't take that job, but I managed, I ended up working for Hobbs. Um... But they embraced me, but all the rest, it was really, you know, we'll call you. Never got anything. So that's, you know, I just had this memory that stuck with me. But, you know, those choices of my my work history, um, also being overridden for promotion, because from, for people that had started a job later than I had, being followed in shops, which still happens. Um, you know, hearing stories of women who can't even have their hair in the way they want it to be. Um, not not trying to be myself, being too black, acting too black in case I get penalised. Um, I, see, I see this so much. This is profound because... Where black women historically have had to make themselves small or gone on the gone on to the other side, like they go extra buck wild because it's almost like releasing, you know, when you let your cat out, my cousin always said, when you let a cat out of a, a, a you know, out of a house, they run like for freedom. And it's like that, that same thing that happens. But you know, imagine being in a space where you can't be yourself because you're you're gonna be worried about how you look and act. And I don't say this, I'm, I'm saying that, I'm not saying this doesn't happen to white women or any other type of women from any other race, but we've, it's been ingrained in our, in our brains by our families as black people. And so seeing this, having to dampen down my passion every day, it didn't make sense to me why I needed to be something else. Or why when my white colleagues would say to me, you're all right, you're different. And I would be proud of that statement, realising what is different and making me feel really uncomfortable. And also speaking up as a woman against sexism as well. And, you know, compounded by racism, having to fight mentally with a system that doesn't recognise me as a valid person. You know, I realised from very young that I did not want to work for another organisation. You know, I didn't want to work for somebody. I wanted to work for myself because I wanted to create spaces where people would be happy to come to work, not have to wake up in the morning with dread in their stomach because they've got to face another day at an office.
where the people that they work with cannot see them, don't understand them. And so they have to be an imposter every single day, seven to ten, ten hours a week, 40 hours, sorry, 40 hours, seven to ten hours a day, 40 hours plus a week. Most of their working life, they have to be in a situation. No wonder when a lot of women retire or take early redundancy, they don't know what to do with themselves because they are literally decompressing all that pressure. And by the time they decompress all that pressure, it's they're, they're elderly, they cannot do much because they're so physically and emotionally and spiritually burnt out. They no longer have their zest for life. It's like being in a prison. And so again, what would it look like to you if you knew that even if you had your nine to five or even if you had your redundancy, that you could create a life, even if you didn't have none of these, that you could create a life where you wake up and you have a sense of agency and you're unapologetic. How would that look like to the, you know, throughout the rest of your life in terms of your relationships with other people, you would show up different. Of course you would be calmer because you're more yourself. Oh, my voice is going. <clears throat> Excuse me. So standing in 2022, seeing how women of colour are smashing it in this environment. You know I posted a, a, a post on this on Instagram. We have to do this. We have to smash this because we don't have, most of us, don't have intergenerational wealth. Most of us do not have inheritance. Most of us do not have the privilege of knowing that if something goes wrong, we are not going to be surpassed because of our age and mainly because of our race from a job. You know, we, we, we have to worry about certain things regarding healthcare, travel. How are we going to make ends meet? And so, again, if that requires me to find the money to help my mindset have a shift so I can um, have a better life and choices for me, myself, my family, my community, my sister friends. If doing, making that sacrifice is going to help me economically, then I'm going to do it. When you look at the stats of domestic violence and how black women have to jump over more hurdles because their requirements for basic needs are different. This is why we are trying to help with um, Sister Space and fighting for Valerie's Law. Look up sisterspace.org. I'll put the um, information in the show notes. Where economically a lot of women stay in abusive situations because of they don't have the resources to create a better life, so they stay. And we know this historically, whether you're black or white, but again, for women of colour, it's, it's more worse. We obviously fare worse in most situations because of our colour. Again, that's been documented. There's resources on this. And so 
it's really important that we do have agency on our mind and we have agency on our money because being able to support other businesses, being able to inspire other people is really important. I have nieces that have businesses. I have a nephew that have a, has a, nephews that have businesses. I want them to be able to have choices for their self. So I will encourage them with their mindset to make sure that they're going to have, a, a, you know, feelings of abundance, but being realistic as well. So using strategies that are really important. And this is what coaching does. It creates strategies. And this is what coaching should be. It's, an, it's, a, it's a partnership between two people. And this is why we have discovery calls so you can use your discernment whether something feels right there's a difference between something feeling right being gaslighting and also being able to overcome your fear and resistance because again as a black person because of trauma we're going to have the quite a lot of resistance to big change because where are our examples yes there are a lot of examples in america and there's some in the uk but I'm speaking as a black woman in the UK, the examples of massive change is not as big because, again, we don't have in the UK, we don't, this, we don't like to speak up about what we have achieved because we still have a fear of things going wrong. So we don't speak up and therefore we don't, we don't know the people that have walked these roads so much. I know so many stories of black women that have achieved so much, but they will not put that information. They won't put their business out there in inverted comma. But we need it to be out there because we need to start knowing that it does exist. So it will inspire us. Every one of you has got a story inside of you that will change lives. And so... We don't need to compromise our spiritual and emotional health because we deserve to be in spaces that support us and feed us and nourish us and pay, help us pay it forward. And so when we pass this on to our children, one thing they will know is the resilience in the right place. They would know the resilience in the right place. Not the resilience through suffering. Not the resilience through sacrifice. But the resilience through overcoming the challenges to get here as an entrepreneur, to get here as a businesswoman, to get here as a successful CEO, or to get here as a successful employee from and with a company that appreciates who we are unapologetically. And this is why it's important that we build wealth and we work on our mind. Because even if you're going to stay in the nine to five space, be in that space unapologetically as you are. And not having to worry about whether you're going to lose your job. Because even if you lose your job, you know you have abundance in that bank. And so therefore, if you need to get a coach and spend six figures on that coach for your mental health, your financial health, your business, your sexuality, your dating, your investment, your creativity, your movement. I don't care what 
your choice is when spending. Do not let anything deter you from creating the revolution, the freedom, the emancipation of your mind, your spirit, and your body from this patriarchal system that is no longer serving anybody. And so, I really want you to consider if you have been thinking, have been thinking of coaching, is to contact me for a discovery call or seek out the coach that you resonate with. Because it's time to move forward. And that's one thing I really advocate with my clients. And not every coaching client is somebody who wants to make money. I have well-known celebrity clients that want to work on other stuff. And it's not just about, I need to make my business into five or six figures. It's about agency. And this is the whole basis of what I work with, is being unapologetically yourself. Where no matter what happens to you, you can stand in your own power. And you can support yourself, be compassionate with yourself through everything. But going back to what I'm saying about coaching, is book a concert with the coach that you resonate with. And just see what happens. You know, look at their testimonials, look at the people, not not fake testimonials, but look at the real people that have real clients. They will have them on their podcast, they will have them on their lives, again, they could have their friends and it could be fake, but your body will tell you what is the truth. Your intuition will tell you if there's something wrong. And again, sometimes, you know, I've paid for certain programs of certain things and it's not worked out. Was it, was it bad? Mm, It wasn't bad. It was something I had to learn. And so... Again, let's make this industry better. Let's make this industry, if you're a coach or a person that's had coaching, you know, recommend the people that you trust. Therefore, we, instead of flooding, you know, throwing a baby out with the bathwater, let's focus on the coaches that are doing something, that are opening foundation, that are helping their community, that are giving their family opportunities that they've never had before. Let's focus on those coaches Because the more we focus on the good, the more we can outweigh the bad. Because what I don't want to do is have people push away the wonderful opportunity that coaching can bring for people. And also, for me, seeing black women just slay and do things, help other people and achieve so much, it brings tears to my eyes. Because we deserve it. It's no longer a time where we are just going to be the maid or we're going to help make millions for other people where we are suffering inside. I want everybody to be spiritually rich in a world where everybody is judged by what the things they can do and what's in their heart, not what's on their skin 
And so I leave you with this. Coaching, like anything else, it's like relationships, it's like food. It can be good or bad. But let's make this industry the liberating force that it's meant to be. Coaching is meant to empower, inform and bring life to, to support, to nurture, not to be a therapist, but to hold space so we can be our best selves. And with that note, I hope that you share, like and subscribe this podcast to as many people that you think that it it will help. And I hope that you keep striving to be your unique, authentic self. This is Marilyn Fontaine signing off. If you want to be part of an incubator of some amazing creative women, then you need to join the highly capable creative one-to-one program with me. To join, you can just contact me at www.mjfontaine.co.uk and book a sales call with me to join this amazing six-month program where we get to work on your creative business. We also get to work clearing your blocks and also bringing that confidence up to 100 so you can stand in your agency and live your best life.